You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Red Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jake Devereaux, joined as usual by my co-host, Matt Collins. We are here to bring you the best Red Sox coverage on the internet Monday through Friday, and we want to be part of your daily routine. So be sure to subscribe to us on Himalaya, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. This is your June 12th edition of the podcast, and on this one we're just going to be breaking down the uh, loss, uh, big surprise there, uh, the ineptitude of the Red Sox, Bobby Pointer, all that good stuff. Um, and today's episode is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Do not hate like your friend's trip. Don't be that guy. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com, be there, do that, get rewarded. All right, Matt, it is uh, it is big game seven day up here in Boston, but unfortunately um, I woke up today and realized that we are not a Bruins podcast, so <laughs> that was rough, that was rough, because I was really feeling like talking about the Bruins instead of the Red Sox today. Uh, because the Red Sox been so terrible, but here we are. So I guess we should break down this debacle. But first of all, Matt, how are you doing? Uh, not great. That was. I mean, putting aside the result of that game last night and anything that really happened towards the result, that was like the worst game I've ever watched. <laughs> Just like pace wise and action wise. It was, I mean, the first half of the game, it took like two hours to play like four innings. There were about 76 walks. It was just not, it was one of the least enjoyable baseball watching experiences I've ever had. Again, not even considering what happened in the actual game. I 100% agree. If we were to try and um, promote the merits of baseball to the alien race that had never seen it before, and we showed them that game, they would just look at us like we were insane. Like, you guys watch this for fun? Oh, okay. Um, everything about it sucked. Uh, it was just, it was not fun. I, I switched the channel at multiple times because I was just sick of everything about this game. Um, oof. Do we really have to talk about this today? <laughs> that was how I felt writing my recap last night. It's like I usually start doing that in like the fifth and I waited till like the seventh because I just didn't want to do it. The pace was awful though. That was maybe the worst thing about this game was the pace. It was well, just so, so many slow. walks. Yeah. It was, well, there was a million walks and that just obviously makes everything go by slow and it doesn't lead to really any action. Well, um, Red Sox over their last, um, what is it now, one, two, three, four, five, six games um, have just one win, so that's not good. Uh, they've lost three in a row now at this point. Um, Darwins and Hernandez pitched yesterday, did not do well. He pitched three innings, gave up three earned runs, five walks, Seven strikeouts. Darwin's in only threw 42 strikes out of 86 pitches and needed 86 pitches to get through three innings. This man is a reliever. 
I mean, he's not anything when he's throwing like this, and not that I think this is his true talent or anything, but um, yeah, I mean, look, we talked about it yesterday. Him getting called up was more a function of the lack of depth on the team than him actually being ready for it. And I mean, we saw why people are so excited about him, too. I mean, it wasn't all bad. He struck out the side in the first inning. He's pumping 98-mile-an-hour fastballs. He located some of his breaking balls when he was doing that early in the counts. I mean, he was deadly. He's really hard to hit, especially that fastball, man. That fastball was sick. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the control is a major issue. And, yeah, he's definitely a reliever, but even then, uh, he's got to figure something out because, I mean, you can't throw strikes at the rate he's throwing even at short stints. It's not going to work. Yeah, that's for sure. The the stuff is very enticing. You see why he is sought after um, and why people like him, but the dude just has control issues and needs to dial that in. I know that there are nights when he is dialed in and when he has the stuff, and he probably looks amazing those nights, but this was not one of them. He really didn't give the team a shot. Um Colton Brewer came in after that, pitched one inning, and actually, you know, the big win here is that I said Colton Brewer. Um, <laughs> only gave up one walk, two strikeouts. He looked pretty good. But then Bobby Pointer. Holy shit, Bobby Pointer. You're uh, going in on Bobby Pointer, huh? He's, he's not a Major League Baseball player. I'm sorry. Bobby I Pointer. I do I don't know how you could say that he is. Bobby Pointer is... Well, I mean, technically, terrible. literally is. But, but he throws junk. He throws absolute junk. Everything he threw up there, I was like... Well, I mean, he was not crap. good. He also... I mean, he took it for the team um, in this game. I mean, he's he's not a guy who throws 60 pitches in an outing. Um no. They kind of let him eat it. So, I mean, I don't know if he can judge. He wasn't throwing anything good early, but you definitely can't judge what he was throwing late. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it was just one of those nights where everybody sucked. I mean, Pointer, don't get me wrong. I don't think Pointer's like a guy you build a bullpen around or anything. But as like a quad A, up and down kind of guy, I really don't think Bobby Pointer is the problem with this roster. I mean, he's that's what he is. He's a guy that you can call up for a few stints during the year. Once he runs out of options, I don't really know what will happen. But for now, I think he's fine where he is. I think he'll get DFA'd. He should get DFA'd. I don't, I don't know, man. That's not really fair. He hasn't really pitched a lot. He's lucky to be the sacrificial lamb. With that junk that he throws up hey, there. Hey, look what he did last year. I mean, it's, he was <laughs> good last year. Oh, man. I'm just killing this guy today. Yeah, I don't think that's being fair at all. I forgot how good he was last year. I mean, three two two ERA, twenty four strikeouts, three walks, and twenty two innings. I mean, that's that's a major league reliever. Mm. Do you really believe he's a major league talent reliever? Yeah, I do. I mean, not again. Not a, he's probably best case scenario like the fourth or fifth reliever on a bad team, but I mean that's something. He's not an AL East reliever. I, I hate that so much. The AL East is not special. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, I think you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> the AL East has three of, or on paper, three of the best teams in baseball. Right now. In record, two of the best teams in baseball. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know, like, just generally speaking, I don't think 
like calling a guy an AL East guy or not. I don't really think that's. I think that gets overblown pretty yeah. frequently. I think people in the Northeast, especially in sports, have a tendency to think that everything up here is much more important than what's happening in the rest of the country. Well, it's it's tough to see past uh, the 12 and counting championships over the last uh, 18 years. Is it, though? I mean, it is for me. Uh, You know how much lost sleep that accounts for in my life? (laughs) That sounds like a you problem. I'm asking the, the rest of the nation to feel bad for the 12 championships because of how much <laughs> sleep that I've Yeah, I don't lost. think you're going to get much sympathy, though. No, I don't think so. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Bobby Pointer was just unwatchable for me, uh, regardless of whether or not we disagree about his future role, which we do. Um, you know, he just – that was not fun. Oh, all right. Um it's a fun podcast. Yeah, yeah. We're we're just we're, we're biding our time till the Bruins people. Um, so let's take a quick break. We're gonna give you a word from our sponsor. We're gonna come up, come back. We're gonna wrap this thing up um, with a few closing thoughts. We might even talk about some things that are not complaints. Um, maybe don't don't hold us to that. So just just hang tight, and we will be right back. All right, Red Sox fans, it is time for you to put on your Bruins Loki bracelet. I've been talking to you about Loki, our newest sponsor, for, I don't know, a month now. Over that, um, I've been wearing Loki bracelets for a while. They're infused with water from Mount Everest, the highest point on Earth, and mud from the Dead Sea, the lowest point on Earth. It's a daily reminder to help you find your balance during life's highs and lows. As sports fans, we definitely experience highs and lows throughout the season. Loki's game day collection helps you stay humble and hopeful while repping your favorite team's colors. And with 10% of net profits donated to incredible charities, you can support your team and support causes around the world. As I've said to you guys before, these come in Patriots, Red Sox, and most importantly today, Bruins colors. Okay, You can use our discount code to purchase one of these bracelets in any of the varieties that they come in. Since Loki is a friend of the show, they are offering you an exclusive discount of 20% off of all game day collection bracelets. Go to loki.com, and all you have to do is put in the promo code BOSTONREDSOX, all one word, to take advantage of this amazing deal. That's L-O-K-A-I.com, and use the code BOSTONREDSOX, all one word, to get 20% off. So get out there, grab yourself a bracelet, and uh, you're definitely going to need something to keep you from getting too high and low tonight. Okay, welcome back for segment two, Matt. Um, Mike Schwarren, I liked him tonight. I liked him a lot. I thought Mike Schwarren looked awesome. I think he's looked awesome pretty much every time he's pitched, or at least good, if not awesome. But tonight I genuinely thought he looked awesome for those two innings. Yeah, he was good. Um, he gave up a little hard contact, but I mean, that was a small complaint, especially in the context of what everybody else did. Um, it's wild to me that he hasn't gotten a start. They're throwing out Darwin's and Hernandez, who again, all the talent in the world, not ready. Ryan Weber, Josh Smith. I mean, they have Schworn on the roster. I don't understand what's going on. Um, Alex Spear did make a good point last night that it's kind of unclear how 
um, a guy who works so much off breaking balls will fare um, going through a lineup multiple times. But and I mean, I I definitely think that's a fair concern. That's always kind of been a concern with Schwarren. But at the same time, again, you're throwing out Ryan Weber, Josh Smith, Darwinson Hernandez. Uh, it's not like you're blocking somebody stable for him. So, I mean, I think Schwarren's got to get a start at some point here soon. Just give him a chance, see what happens. I have no issues with him getting a start. Um, I just don't view him as a starter long-term because of that reason, and I, I never really have. I always thought this would be his role as kind of a multi-inning relief guy, um, and I think that he could really help the team in this type of role going forward. He's the type of guy that I can't see not keeping up over some of the other options here, and I'm sure that I'll be wrong about that. I'm sure I'll get sent down again, but um, he does look really good at this point. Uh, he did strike out four guys yesterday. Didn't walk anybody. Um, I don't know. I like him. I, I, yeah, I mean, he's... I like what he does. He's, he's definitely pitched well. I mean, it's it's always hard to know how much stock to put into, like, a garbage time appearance like that, but again, I mean, in the context of what everybody else did, he was amazing. Clean eighth and ninth. It made the game go by quicker. It could have kept dragging on so thank you for that mike <laughs> um core did get tossed in this one so did ben and what'd you make of that <laughs> the whatever that i don't know when that happened the fourth inning fifth, fifth inning fifth, fifth. Yeah. yeah there was like a around that time there was like a two or three inning stretch where this game just totally lost its mind um and it kind of started with that um it was it was totally bizarre. Benintendi did not say anything to the first base umpire. He kind of jawed at Angel Hernandez a little bit after the game. He Who said doesn't? all he's yeah, and I mean after the game he said that all he said was you suck, and uh, <laughs> he didn't even look at the first base umpire. His back was turned. He's walking to the dugout. He gets tossed. So Alex Cora goes out. He loses his mind. They're obviously really frustrated with everything that's going on too. So it just all kind of boiled over. Um, yeah, it was just, I don't know. And then the Rangers Mariner, or the Rangers Mariner, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Rangers manager, uh, he got ejected when they were winning 9-3 to because the second base umpire, on a play at second base, called the guy safe and then immediately, I'm talking like less than a second later, changed his mind and called him out which i don't think i've ever seen that either i don't know what was going on like this was he must have just like um said the wrong thing or yeah i think he was just like expecting the guy to be safe and i mean i think he was safe too by the way i don't know what was going on but uh yeah i mean for this was angel hernandez's crew but ultimately i mean the the weirdness was not Angel Hernandez. <laughs> like, he wasn't good, but I mean, it was Vic Carapazza at first base who tossed Benintendi, and Benintendi jot at him from the dugout for a couple minutes, which was pretty nice. And then, uh, I don't know who was that guy at second base, but that was, that was so bad, it was just kind of funny, especially if the game was out of hand at that point. It's, you know, it was a bad game when Angel Hernandez is your, your, your North Star. <laughs> he was the third worst umpire, which is saying something that you have a list of how bad umpires were. But, yeah. And I mean, obviously that was not, it had nothing to do with the result of the game or anything. It was just, it was just bizarre. I don't know what happened. Never mind the Hunter Pence inside the Vargo home run, which is, 
Still trying to figure that one out. Let's just say the two luckiest guys of the entire night were Benny and Cora for getting run and getting the, oh, yeah. the showers early from that debacle. Yeah, Pete Abraham was like, uh, he said something about, I guess Bogarts had been showing a lot of frustration. He said, I wouldn't be surprised if Bogarts got tossed next. And I was just like, I mean, if I was on the Red Sox, I would, everybody should get tossed. Let's just end this game. Everybody should Every, have had their Carl Everett moment yesterday. Yeah, everybody just yell at the ump, let's get tossed, let's end the game after like five innings and start again tomorrow. I, it was just, it was bad. Well, um, we, we did get a, Couple bombs, so that was good. I thought the uh, the bogey bomb was awesome. Four hundred and twenty-two footer um, tied up the game. That was an important spot for bogey. The the guy just continues to have an awesome season. Yeah, that was a big swing. Um, the bet's home run was. I wasn't really paying attention at that point, to be honest. It was inconsequential to the game. Yeah, that was a garbage time home run. I mean, good for him. He had flown out to deep center field. Um, early in the game, like right in front of the wall. So it was nice to see him connect with it a little more. But I mean, again, Pence is inside the park home run. That was the, that was the home run of the game. I, I don't know what happened to Brock Holt. I think he got glued to the wall for a second. Um, and Mookie Betts was asleep in center field and didn't move. Um, I don't think I've ever seen somebody jog for an inside the park home run, but that's, that's what happened. And it was Hunter Pence, who's like 80 years old. I haven't seen anything like that outside of high school baseball. Um, that was it is so confusing. Good. Then the broadcast moved on from it so quick. I was like, we got to be watching replays on this for at least the rest of the inning because I need to know what happened. Um, I think after the game, Holt said he thought it was a home run. Um, at the time, it kind of looked like the way he hit the wall kind of knocked the wind out of him. Um, I don't know. I've never seen that. Like he, it legitimately looked like he had velcroed himself to the top of the wall and couldn't move. Just Yesterday was the first time that I've felt like Holt was bad in left field. I I've never felt like he was good in left. Field. He was in right field for that one. I I know I know he was, but like yesterday, I don't know if you remember the ball that he had to like chase. In yeah, left the winds. The wind was funky um, because Devers had a play like that not too long after where he just straight up dropped a pop-up. Um, so, I mean, it definitely wasn't good. I'm not defending him, but I think the wind was kind of taking those high fly balls for a ride. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I just i am glad we don't have to watch him out there every day. No, I mean, it was just to give Bradley a day off. I was surprised Bradley didn't come in when Benetton got tossed, but I mean, I guess at that point, who really cares? Yeah, there was no fast-forward button on this game, which is the biggest complaint I had. Ugh. Again, every, if they were considering everybody would just got tossed and they would have ended it in the fifth. What did you think of Devers' triple? That was pretty cool. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it trying, was Matt. I'm one trying. of the cooler things that happened in the game. I don't know, man. It was he has two triples this year, which is I mean, not what I was expecting. But also, he had an error. Well, pop. he he's a speedy little cherub. Um, <laughs> the way that he gets around those bases is a lot bigger. I mean, a lot better than you'd think for a yeah. I mean, a he big can child. Um, yeah, and he's hopefully that's a slump buster because he's kind of been scuffling for. 
a little bit now. So, um, yeah, hopefully that'll get him going again. So whenever I get asked about that scuffle that Devers is in, I have trouble picturing it. And in fact, on the OTM podcast, I was like, wait, he's not scuffling because even during his struggles, the dude has a whole ton of RBIs in like three or four home runs. Uh, well, I mean, uh, I'm talking super recently. Oh, okay. Um, so that was his first hit of this homestand. Yeah, so. I thought you meant like over the last couple weeks. No, no, no. I mean, he's he was uh, not super great in Kansas City, um, in New York before this homestand. But I mean, he was fine. Um, it's really just the last six games or five games that he's. Uh, Kind of turned it off a little bit. But, I mean, obviously that's not a sample that you really get worked up about. No. Well, um, I think we've we've said enough about this. So I think we said way too much about this game. Yeah. Uh, the Red Sox will continue to play the, the Rangers. I cannot uh, tell you that they will be any better. Um, it's hard to be worse. Yeah, Red Sox 34 and 34, 15 and 17 at home. Need to be better at everything. So go it's amazing that they have a be better, better record on the road, considering how the season started. Yeah, it just it just goes to show you they just they have not taken advantage of opportunities at all. Uh, we've we've said this ad nauseum this year, and uh, we'll probably continue to. But let's focus on uh, the Bruins. So uh, big. Big, huge, giant Game 7 tonight at the Garden. First time a Game 7 has been played at the Garden since 1984. Um, or that potential win could happen at the Garden since 1984. So we'll be rooting for the Bruins. Uh, hopefully they get that done. If we get another parade, it'd be great. So go Bees. Um, let's wrap things up. Okay, so uh, thank you for listening to the show. We appreciate the download. You can subscribe to this show on the new Himalaya podcast app as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Red Sox. If you haven't downloaded Himalaya yet, do so. It's free. It's really easy to use. It personally curates playlists to you uh, based on, uh, you know, the basic questions that it'll ask you it'll kind of set you up with uh, some themed podcasts based on whatever you like so whether that's comedy sports thrillers anything like that and also the episodic shareable playlists where you can kind of share your podcast playlists with your friends are awesome uh, you know you could make a really nice little playlist of like locked on red socks and uh, the over the monster podcast and then share them with your friends and that'd be great if you like the show, please go on, rate and review us, and follow us on Twitter. You can follow the Locked On Red Sox account at LO underscore Red Sox. And you can follow Matt R.Y. Collins. Uh, oh, wait. You can follow Matt at Matt R.Y. Collins. Um, and you can follow me at Dev Jake. You can ask us questions and interact with us there. And you can also urge other Red Sox fans to subscribe to the show. We would appreciate that. And fans of the league as a whole, tune into Locked On MLB to get an overview of what's happening in the league in just 15 minutes. So thank you so much. We'll be with you tomorrow, and hopefully we have something to celebrate.